Hey there, uh, in this podcast, let's talk about ETAs, uh, our estimated time of arrival. Hopefully that's what the expansion is uh, from a software development standpoint, right? So if you're a developer or if you're a software engineer or if you uh, work in a software company in any capacity uh, and not just software, I'm pretty sure the same terminology that they use in other companies, but uh, I couldn't be sure because I only ever worked for software companies, including our very own Snowpal. Um, so when we talk, uh, you know, when you want to get something done, right, you're, whether it doesn't matter what your process or your SDLC process or how you run your companies or teams from a development standpoint, uh, one of the things that comes up all the time, obviously, so very, I mean, understandably so, is how long it's going to take to get something done, right? And then you have an ETA. Now, if you talk scrum and sprints and stuff, as I understand, uh, you assign story points to issues. Uh, this is quite new to me. So again, take it as a grain of salt. Uh, these story points mean, do not necessarily reflect the amount of time. Like they're not in, in units of actual time, right? It's not seconds, minutes, hours, or days. It could be a number, which is, I believe, a Fibonacci series. So it's 1, 2, 3, um, 5, uh, 8, uh, 13, and, and so on and so forth, which speaks to the complexity of the problem, right? 1 means it's simple. 2 means it's not as simple as 1. 3 means it's, uh, it's a bit more work. And maybe 5 means it's, uh, it's more work than, than what's preceding, right? But what, that, uh, what each of those points might translate to, there is no defined uh, window, right? One could mean 20 minutes for a team. It could mean 50 minutes for another team. It could mean two hours for a third team, right? And then even for any given team, as I understand, those numbers could change, meaning you could still say two points, but as your team gets more uh, acclimated with the product and the application, uh, they might be able to get that done in a shorter window of time than they were able to uh, uh, previously, right? So it's very subjective. So that's one way of doing it. The other way is just assigning time windows, literally saying hey, it's going to take two hours, four hours, eight hours, two days a week, two weeks, and so on and so forth. Um, obviously, there's pros and cons with every approach. Uh, I'm going to just speak to what works for us. First of all, we've never done the point-based system. Uh, and I honestly, personally, I don't like it. So I don't see myself doing it, right? At least not at Snowpel, unless something changes dramatically and we figure out better ways of, uh, of using that methodology. What we have right now has changed. We, we don't stick to something just because we've done it the same way in the past. Certainly not a philosophy. We keep changing the way we do things. The, the libraries we use, the frameworks we use, the way we uh, do deployments, uh, the way our user interface works, our user experience should be. We change it all the time, right? But we wait for that change to present itself because it happens all the time, right? You know that you could be doing things more productively more efficiently, uh, better for your end users. And then we, re we react to that, not just react to terms and buzzwords and, and these types of jargons that, are, that you end up seeing online, right? That's not what drives our changes. Our needs and our users' needs surely would drive our changes. Now, with that said, um, with the point-based system, if it works for you, great. If it doesn't, you can try out a few approaches. One is uh, get uh, move away from assigning arbitrary points and have them be a reflection of the actual time so everyone understands it right so you're saying hey this is going to take half a day this is going to take a couple of hours this is going to take a day this is going to take two days five days whatnot so i'd uh, uh, mentioned the notion of milestones and and how we went about uh, implementing our features uh, in one of the previous voice memos so feel free to in the previous podcast sorry feel free to check it out um, 
I believe I would have titled it Scrum versus Kanban or something like that. Uh, but outside of that, you, uh, you want to take ETAs with a grain of salt because an ETA is only uh, as good as the engineer who presents an ETA to you and the length of time they worked in that particular application. If you hired somebody, they started two days ago and you're asking them to work on a big feature in an existing application and you expect them to provide an ETA, uh, even if even if it's a ballpark, it's going to be way off, right? So I'm not saying you don't ask them to provide an ETA because you have to have an idea how long it might take. Uh, but you have to uh, break the problem down small enough, make it granular so you can actually uh, have a sense of confidence with the ETAs associated with that. The problem I've seen is you have a card that's big enough for an issue and then you ask for an ETA and someone gives you a number and then you go with it, which, which, would, which hardly ever makes sense. And I've always wondered how accurate these ETAs have been. Um, and it's natural because it's difficult. Someone, someone's new, they're not used to your platform, your ways of functioning and implementing and coding. Uh, they have no sense to the size and magnitude of your feature, uh, how your SDLC works, how your deployment process works, and how do you expect them to provide an ETA. Now, if you take somebody who has been in the team for a while, but you're working on a different project or a different stack or a new application altogether, it's still difficult for them to provide an ETA. Uh, by difficult, I mean it's not going to be very accurate because even though they've been with, in your team and you all know, the, know your strengths and weaknesses, this is a new stack. Maybe you worked on C Sharp and now you're moving to Java. They're similar, but, but you get the idea. Or you worked on Java and you're moving to Ruby on Rails, right? They are very different from each other. So it's hard to tell uh, what, uh, how accurate that ETA is going to be. Now let's take a more simpler example. You've been, your team has been working with each other for a while and you've been on the same stack and you're building new features and services. Now this is the, this is the scenario where your ETAs are gonna be the most accurate. Uh, by most accurate, I mean they're not gonna be perfect obviously, but they're gonna be better than the other scenarios I mentioned earlier. But even in these cases, depending on the type of feature that you're implementing, right? Uh, that engineer may have done uh, something like this in the past, either in your company or in a previous company, in your team or in a different team. But what if they have, they have not done that? Uh, and depending on their seniority and their experience and, and their ease of uh, being able to adapt to newer technologies and newer problems, uh, they may do a reasonable job in providing a good, a good enough ETA or the ETAs could again be way off. So the point is you want to give ETAs uh, I mean, you, you do want to ask for an estimate so you have an idea and if there's a big discrepancy before, between what you have in mind or one person has in mind and the other, then you talk about that so you know that you're approaching the problem in the best possible manner. But spending too much time, a lot of cycles in, in trying to arrive at an ETA and trying to follow up with your team in questioning why they were or were not able to, to uh, support or uh, deliver to that ETA, um, that's why it becomes problematic, right? If I tell you that it's going to take a week and if it takes uh, an, a day more or two, I think I think it should be all right, I would imagine, and just in terms of percentages. Uh, but if you're going to hold somebody to their ETA, then they're going to be worried, uh, which means they're going to add a lot of padding. And in, uh, when you do that, your ETAs are going to become less and less accurate. So again, Try to keep your energies focused on the core problem that you're trying to solve. Everything else is not as important as what you're trying to solve from an engineering standpoint. Your code is important, your design is important, your architecture is important, uh, your stability in production is important, your performance is important. The ETAs, 
yeah they are important but certainly not as important as any of these other items so don't i say don't uh, don't kill yourself trying to come up with the best possible eta uh just just ballpark it and if you were completely off uh ask yourself and have a discussion with your team members to see uh how you could improve these estimates going forward but they are estimates right and they are going to be pretty uh pretty ballparkish and once we accept that i think we would all be uh happier uh, and doing our jobs much better um that's basically it and if you haven't checked us out please uh, go to snowpal.com check out our project management platform and download our, our apps from the ios app and play store thanks bye bye